Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I coach and help hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical, and ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live. <laughs> a Catholic relationship podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. And we're marriage unchanged, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 77th episode, menopause and the marital embrace, what every husband should know to reignite her desire. <laughs> plus live phone calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that cue, 313-RADICAL, that's 313-723-4225, or you can call from your browser at callinstudio.com slash radical1. Don't wait. Get in the queue now for some resolution <laughs> to your marriage confusion. All right. All right. Quote of the day. So, oh, there we go. All right. So I was thinking I was going to be having a, a Wi-Fi problems today, but it looks like it's acting right. So we are here. We are here. We are here with the quote of the day. So let's do this. 
Quote, to be an infallible lover, the first thing you must recognize that sex, e- that sex is and must always be holy. It must make you holy. It must make your beloved holy. It must lead you to him who is holy. End quote. Gregory J. Popcheck, Ph.D., Catholic marriage therapist and author. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. So today we are going to get into it with the radical. We have a, a, a nice interview today, a new day with a special guest of mine. And so what we're going to do is going to do a nice little interview. And but first, I'm going to uh, set you up, set it up so that we understand exactly what we're talking about today. And again, we're going to talk about menopause because. Um, I get a lot of questions all the time from my guys, and we go very deep into uh, menopausal women and what that does to the marriage, what that can do to the marital embrace, and what that can do to his wife's libido and all of that kind of stuff. So why should, but, but the question is though, why should menopause be important to husbands? You know how men are, you know, we don't care. You know, look, woman, I'm ready. You should be ready. Let's rock. <laughs> right. Well, in this case, that is not going to work at all. Um, another thing is too, you should be as a husband, you should really try to know your wife's body. That's one of the things about learning the mysteries of your beloved. If you don't understand, like I tell them all the time, one of the things is, is if you have a wife and she gets to have children, you should know when her, when her um, menstrual cycle is. If you don't know, you're not doing your job. Okay, because women react differently around the days of when they're on their menstrual cycle. They act, they react different. Um, their body reacts different. Their um, their vagina acts different. Everything is different. Um, and so you have to understand what that means when she's like, "Well, I'm not ready. I can't go tonight," or something like that. Also, um, men husbands should understand menopause, and it should be important to them to, to better understand what is going on. When your wife is moody, irritable, and complains of depression, um, so that you can you you can help her or or be more patient with her. Also, if she complains about the pain of making when making love, you know some dudes think well they get used to get turned down so much, and women shouldn't do that. You shouldn't turn your husband down for to make to make love unless you are in pain for real. The reason why is because it's, it's like call, you know calling wolf with crying wolf, you know. Well, I got a headache, or I don't feel like it, or I'm tired, and all that kind of stuff. You know, then he begins not to trust you and not to trust anything you say. Now, I talk a lot about men and their problems, but women have a lot of problems too. And one of those, that's one of those things where they won't be honest with their husband, and then he doesn't really, he starts to resent her because he thinks that it's personal. Um, and and, 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 and when, when you, we've got to understand how the marital embrace, how sex works. It's very intimate. It's it's a godlike act to, to to be able to participate in procreation, and 
uh, is a very intimate thing. And a lot of times, especially when we don't have God in our lives or even God in our bedrooms, we get we get insulted very easily and hurt as a man and a woman, you know, when our spouse turns us down to make love. Now, I don't know about you men out there, but this is what I've learned. It's okay for your wife to turn you down for sex, but if you ever turn her down, boy, all hell's going to break loose. <laughs> you cannot turn her down, can you? You can't. If you ever had that experience. <laughs> Are you gay now? <laughs> so another thing is um, that, that um, if her desire for intimacy is low or non-existent. If your wife now has a low libido, um, in her, uh, if her decision, um, um, if, if her decision making is very emotional or rational. So if your wife is making erratic and emotional decisions a lot, you know, getting upset a lot, yelling and screaming, um, or like even avoiding and stuff like that, um, how her loss of hormones is affecting her, so menopause, basically what's going on with men when men lose control. So men lose their hormones when they lose control when making love. Uh, most men don't really know that. Um, that's why a man, his sexual drive will go down real fast if he ejaculates too much during the month. Um, uh, another thing is uh, that's what happens to women. So women in the menopause, that kind of thing happens. They're losing their hormones. Um, and so hormones is what, you know, drives their sex drive, drives their beauty and their vitality and everything. And so when that stuff starts to go, that's why I tell men, look, man, you got to be passionate about your wife. Because especially when she's in menopause and even when she's not, dude, you've got to be the driving force. But you got to do it a certain way. Okay. Another thing is... Um, the marriage problems menopause can cause, you know, menopause can cause a lot of marriage problems. If you don't understand what women, if you don't educate yourself on this, you're going to make dumb decisions. You're going to look up, you're going to leave your husband. You're going to divorce your husband and three, six months or a year later, you're going to be like, what the heck did I do that for? Or when you start coming out of menopause, you know, you're going to realize a lot of this stuff is not the way that you thought it was going to be. You know, um, it's just like when women take contraception their whole life or even a short period of time and they pick the wrong dude to marry because you pick different. And my wife can go into that, too. But, um, you know, you, you pick the wrong a lot of time. Most times women on menopause taking contraception, not menopause, women taking contraception, they will pick the wrong man to marry or the wrong man to date because why contraception changes things in her body. Um, and I don't know exactly what it changes, but our expert, I'm sure she can answer that. Um, so another thing is, too, um, having knowledge of menopause can help you as a husband learn how to deal with and support your wife in this stressful and mysterious time. Now, I don't know how long menopause lasts. You know, I have a lot of questions um, for my for the person that I'm going to talk to about menopause because I know a lot, but I don't know nearly as much as them. Um, and so that is how we're going to do it. So after the break, we will go deeper into this mysterious concept. But hey, what do you think about menopause? Like comment, you know, uh, go ahead and make a call. And um, before and we can take your call, you know how I am. This is a call show, not a content show. And I was kicking myself yesterday. Um, I was kicking myself yesterday when the caller called in. And, man, I put him on. I heard him. 
every, all of you guys heard because I listened to the replay and the the podcast. The, everything was working except on his end. He could not hear me. So one of the things that I want you to remember when you do call, if there is a mix up or something, just call right back. You know, don't take stuff so personal. You know me that this is very important to me. So caller, the caller is the most important thing. So, you know, um, try to take your ego out the way and try to have time. If you have, you have to go to work or something like that, I'll take your call and then say, Hey, Jerry, you know, I'll take the question off. The, I'll take the answer off the air. Cause I got to go to work or I got to do something else. Um, okay. So with that being said, let's go on a quick break. Bam. <laughs> If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right. So today we have uh, a special guest on and my wife, Mary Kathleen, and she is going to help us go into uh, some of the menopausal questions that I will have and things like that. And if you have any questions, please call in. If you have any um uh, if you have any comments you want to do, you know, put them in the uh, in the in the uh, in the comment box. And other than that, so my wife, you've all heard a lot about her over the years. <laughs> I've only interviewed her one time. That was a woo. That was a couple years ago. Um, but if we, um, so I, I'd like to interview her now because you know I talk about her a lot, and a lot of the guys are mysterious because I tell them all these funny stories about me and my wife and stuff and all the guys be laughing <laughs> so um it's good that um that she that we're going to talk to her today my wife has done a lot of stuff um she's been on the pro-life committees did conferences you know she's into the catechist programs and stuff like that so she's very knowledgeable uh, on the faith and she's very knowledgeable in this subject because well she's going through it and she's done a lot of uh, a lot of um, she's done a lot of uh, research on it, and so she is very knowledgeable on what we're going to talk about. So let me bring on my beloved wife, the love of my life, 
my heart and my soul. Uh, Mary Kathleen Jacobs, how you doing, baby? Awesome. How are you? I'm doing okay. Hey, fellas, if you hear a little stuff in the background, that's because me and my wife are kind of close. So try your best. I hope it doesn't uh, it doesn't hurt. Uh, it doesn't interfere with the podcast uh, too bad. Okay, so. Um, that being said, babe, let's get started. Let's get started with the questions, with the questions. So let's make it simple. Let's start out simple. What are the symptoms of menopause? Well, your period begins to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, symptoms. Well, you're, you're, um, now I'm stuck because I'm not exactly sure how to, you know, 10 minutes ago, I could have answered this question perfectly, but. Okay. So okay. let's pause, pause, pause. Okay. You, you got to, okay. Look, babe, you can't look my dudes. They're all right. Everybody's they, all right. they cool. I know. So you go, you know, just be, just go ahead and spit it out there. We're talking about sex. They know the deal. They know me. They know that. Listen, let's just get it out there. <laughs> let's just do it. <laughs> they know what's up. All my fans, all my listeners, and all the guys I, in my program, we know what's up. So you just spit it out. Let's go. Come on. This right. Your, your, your estrogen and progesterone um, kind of disappear. They don't disappear completely, but you know the female hormones die out. The ovaries dry up, and so those things were the kind of things that were kind of helping you keep a womanly figure. Um, believe it or not, keeping your weight down somewhat. I mean, because never underestimate the uh, power of a hormone. I mean, once those hormones back off, um, you experience a lot of you will experience weight gain. That's just how it is. Um, and then um, hot flashes and night sweats and um, getting dry and um, and sometimes some women experience vaginal atrophy. So what's that? That's when everything gets smaller. I'm one of the unfortunate women that suffers that predicament. So everything gets smaller, and it's like it's like your body is shutting it down, shutting down the fun. So like no more. So when you say things get smaller, like what do you mean things get smaller? Like the vulva, the vagina, everything gets it, it slowly shrinks. Now, I don't know how far it shrinks to. I don't think mm-hmm. it disappears, but it gets smaller. So it makes um, the marital embrace a lot more uncomfortable, especially if you experience a lot of dryness. Because if you're shrinking and you're dry, you're not wanting to be near your husband. I mean, it, it can be quite the challenge. Fortunately for me, I, I mean, I, I, I have suffered some of the dryness, not as much as some of my friends. Um, I have a friend that she didn't realize what was going on. And, um, well, she had a hysterectomy and her dumb doctor took out her ovaries. So she automatically went to um, menopause. There's nothing wrong with her ovaries. The doctor just, I don't know. I guess the doctor just decided, well, she asked her and she didn't know, you know, if they could take them out. So I'm sure there's an extra charge for taking out the ovaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's billing. But so once once she recovered from her hysterectomy and um, she and her husband went into the embrace, she said it felt like he had glass. 
He's putting shark glass inside of her. Wow. I cannot imagine, and I have been afraid <laughs> of stuff like that. I mean, that is horrid. And that doctor should be sued because the doctor knew, you know, and even if the doctor told her, which I'm not sure, that she's going to experience menopause symptoms, she didn't tell her that. Right. Right. So what, what in your, in your experience and what you've, cause you talked to all your friends and a lot of ladies about this on Facebook and stuff like that. So what to you, what, and to them, what is the worst of the symptoms? Is it the, is it the, uh, is it the, the, uh, the hot flashes or the pain or what, what is the, the worst? The loss of sex drive. That's the worst. Really? Especially, especially if you're accustomed to having a good one, you know, yeah. especially if you're, if you're accustomed to having a strong one. I mean, uh, you, well, I'll say for me, you don't even know it's gone away, really. I mean, you know, you just be bopping through life, you know, and sometimes you don't even realize that you have lost your sex drive. So until your husband's like, look, it's been two weeks, three weeks. I'm like, really? It has? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and so that that brings me to another question: Like, dudes getting upset? Yeah. Well, so hey, well, I am not people. immune. I am not. I was not immune. I am way better now. But just to be, look, y'all, I'm a man too, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't lie. Before I learned all this stuff, I get mad. I thought it was personal, you know. So, well, a- t- talk. Go ahead. Well, sometimes, you know, like I said, a woman doesn't even know that it's happening. Um, when I when I was in perimenopause, and um, so what's perimenopause? When, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's when that's when the menopause is starting to start. That's when you start missing your periods, or you start having really heavy ones, and they go away. That's when things start getting wonky. Things are getting weird, you know. So I was very outspoken when I go to the doctor because. It was just weird because, you know, I had a very regular period and, you know, when things were going a little off and unexpected, that was very frustrating to me because my body acted normal. Well, normal for me, I knew what to expect. So when I didn't have, when I um, were getting these unexpected symptoms, you know, and I go to the doctor and talk about it, you know, she, oh, you're in perimenopause. I'm like, you know, oh, that's just what it is. I'm like, no, 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 blah, 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 blah. So the doctor, especially when I was complaining about um, the embrace, um, the doctor said, oh, well, you might be experiencing vaginal atrophy. That's when things get smaller. Mm -hmm. And so she says, well, let me take a look. Brace yourself, people. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, fellas. I don't know if we, we would, I wouldn't know if we's ready for this one. Go ahead, babe. (laughs) <laughs> she looked and she goes, "Oh yeah, it's kind of gray down there." I'm like, oh, you're 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 experiencing vaginal atrophy. What? Uh, oh <laughs> man! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, she goes, "Well, you can buy this and you can buy that, you know, to help you um, feel better when you're in the embrace and in, during everyday life." But that's what it is. I'm like, "Oh, nice to know." And so, like, my mom passed away when I was 24. And so I didn't have her to go to, you know, to ask about this stuff. Or not even to ask, but to learn about it. Because I just thought, you know, your period stops, 
And that's it. I had no clue, no idea. I had no reason to know what I might experience during menopause. But um, the symptoms, I, every woman, like every pregnancy is different. Even um, with like every pregnancy is different. I'm not saying that every woman is different, which is true. But, you know, childbirth, each child you have is different. A woman can, if a woman has eight kids, she can tell you eight stories about her pregnancies. And with the menopause, every woman is different and every woman will experience different things. I remember talking to my doctor and um, I was complaining about the sex drive. And she said, well, some women experience a higher sex drive than they had. I said, that's impossible. (laughs) 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 So I was kind of stupid about it. I said, so if you used to have a strong sex drive, then you get a low one. And if you had a low one, you get a high one. That's not fair. And she's kind of laughed at me, but... Anyway, every woman is different, and sometimes you don't even realize, especially if you're really busy and focused on, on focused on anything, focused on career, children. You know, you experience these things. You kind of feel like you're going out of your mind, mm-hmm. and and you know, you may not even relate to it. You might relate it to um, um, your marriage. You might decide that, well, I don't feel this way, and these are and so you'll blame your husband, or if you have a problem child which some people have. Um, if you have a problem child that's causing all this havoc, sometimes you'll blame that child and drag the child to psychiatrists because wow, you're not, you're not making a connection to what's going on with you to what's going on in your family situation or even at work. You might, now I'm making it sound like women are loony, but we're not. Losing your hormones is, is very traumatic. It, it truly is. And sometimes if you in a, in a bad work environment, um, you might blame, you know, the people around you. Or you think your boss hates you and things like that. Um, I'm not trying to sound so chauvinistic or that women are weak or anything like that. I'm just saying that sometimes if you're not really in tune with um, what's going on with you, if you're with your sex hormones and your menopausal symptoms, if you don't really get down into it, You'll blame all these other outside forces um, of why you're feeling the way you do, feeling depressed and sad and unmotivated. Um, sometimes, you know, you project those things on something else. But what it is, is your body's changing and you're not really in touch with it. And, you know, so having a good gynecologist um, or someone to talk to, um, like a woman who's been through it. Mm-hmm. Having kind of a mentor or someone that you can reach out to to talk about what's going on can can really um, help relieve, you know, a lot of things that um, is going on and a lot of misunderstanding. Um, but the thing is, it's hard to talk to women about this because women don't want to. I find women don't even want to talk about it. I mean, I I, I try, especially um, like five or six years ago when I was really going through it. I was I was constantly looking for an opportunity to kind of jump in and ask questions um um, about this thing. I was out um, to lunch with some relatives uh, probably about five or six years ago. And I was like, you know, this is not fair. Y'all never talked about this stuff. I didn't know what I was going through. I didn't know what was going on. They're just all kind of looking at me like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which was kind of true because I was like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know, you know, what was going to happen or how to be. And one of my, one of my cousins says, oh, that must have been what I was going through because she had a child that has challenges 
And she just thought that the stress of trying to help him um, get his man, you know, manage things, you know, she's blamed all that. She just assumed that that's what that was. But what it was was she's going through the change. She was going through menopause and didn't real didn't make that connection. And so I was so I had this thing. Golden Girls is a lie. Golden Girls is a lie. You know, <laughs> run around with all those boyfriends and stuff. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. It's a big lie on the American woman. So why? Um, how long does menopause last? Well, um, there's two ways to answer that question, I think. Um, you never get your period back, so you're never pause. But the symptoms can last um, from five to 14 years. Probably sometimes, probably sometimes longer for some women. But yeah, they can last, the symptoms can last a long, long time. And sometimes they don't. Just everything is different. So premenopause starts when? We start getting symptoms uh, and stuff. Well, peri is 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 really perimenopause, mm-hmm. and it, it 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 depends on the woman. So it can start as early as forty five, sometimes thirty five. I mean, it's just you know, so, it's different. I was, so I was in my fifties. You you're saying us men, we got to suffer for like twenty years <laughs> for this stuff. I mean, look, I'm a suffering. I don't mind suffering and sacrifice, man. If you're suffering, just think how I feel. I just, well, I guess I don't understand, but what I'm saying is, like, all the men want to know, like, okay, how long is she going to be tripping like this? Yeah, 14 years, 15 years. (laughs) So, this is why, so this is why, why, man, I be telling you, you got to watch your woman and learn how she is and, and, and learn about this stuff. Because, look, 14, 15 years, you got to be dealing with this. So that's what I'm saying. You got to learn how to deal with it so you can make it better. <laughs> yes, make it better. Make it better. Um, why don't women share their experiences with menopause with each other? I'm not sure. I mean, I, because well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this real quick. I was going over. I have a keyword research that I do to like, you know, to make. You know, to get people, you know, that people mostly search for so that when I put the keyword up, people are searching for that. And then this podcast to come up. I'm telling you, it was slim pickings. So women don't talk about it and it ain't that prevalent. I mean, as far as it's it's bad and what it happens to everybody, but it's not like people don't try to solve it because they don't because like you said, they're not talking about it. So why do you think they don't? Well, it's not a happy subject. It's not a good subject. It's not a fun subject. It's not a sexy subject. It's yeah. not a grooming subject. You know, it's a dull subject. It's a it's a sad subject. It's, you know, I've listened to um, menopause podcasts, and I have a couple of books on the subject because I'm just trying to <laughs> I'm just trying to make it. You know, <laughs> right? That's right. I'm just trying to make it. <laughs> so, so I've been on a quest, and it's just not. It's not something we want to talk about. I mean, it's 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 terrible. But if y'all now, don't, if you don't talk about it, how you gonna fix it? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Okay. You can't fix it. It can't be fixed. You can feel better and get some relief and some support, and you know, have a good outlook on life. 
But you got to mm-hmm. even know that you, I mean, you know, you're going through menopause, but sometimes you don't even know the deep down problems, symptoms that occur when you lose your progesterone and estrogen. Mm. So in your opinion, why should husbands understand about this stuff, issues about this? Why should husband? why should men try to understand? I told them my reasons, but what is your, what do you think? Well, I don't know. I guess the woman has to understand it first to educate her husband. I mean, a man can't really know. She doesn't tell him. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a tricky, delicate, it's a delicate thing, you know, because, I mean, we've heard all our lives, oh, she's going through, um, oh, she must be on her period. You know, that's why she's acting out crazy. Mm-hmm. Or um, um, PMS, you know, she's got PMS. Well, it's not a nice thing to say, even though it could be true. Could be true. <laughs> but saying that doesn't help you know i mean you 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 tell a woman oh you must be on your period or you're you got pms you're ready you figure you're ready for a fight exactly yeah (laughs) i learned not to say that one (laughs) and the same thing is true for the menopause oh she's going through the change okay put on your boxing gloves brother because we about to go down it's it's about to happen (laughs) (laughs) See y'all, y'all be thinking Jerry got it all together. See, I told y'all all the stuff I talk to y'all about, I do too. But I don't be playing. <laughs> hey, I like my life. <laughs> but it's, it, it, if a, if a, if a man could be sensitive and understanding and kind of, you know, know that she's not necessarily attacking him, even though she might be attacking him because he said the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Learn not to say the wrong thing. I mean, everything in your head doesn't need to come out of your mouth. But, um, you know, I don't know. I'm not saying walk on eggshells, but even open up and see if she'd like to talk about it. She may not. And that's, going and that's the problem with dudes. See, we, especially if, if a man, okay, so especially if a man's not having that much sex with their wife as it is, or if she's mad at him or something like that. Like, we don't really want to rock the boat. Like, okay, if I start talking about stuff, then she ain't going to want to have sex with me at all. I'm only barely getting it as it is now. <laughs> so they don't know. We like we don't know what to say, what to talk, you know. So we just, we play it safe. We play it safe. Like, we just won't talk about it at all. And that, of course, that's a big problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I well, you're unusual in that you always want to talk. You know, you're always open to talking. Hey, because the marital embrace is important to me. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get to the root of the tutor. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit back and wait. <laughs> Where did you come from? <laughs> That's right. I'm a Jacobs. That's right. Investigate the investigation of the investigated. That's right. I'm gonna find the answer to the problem. <laughs> but I think if if, if men could. Um, I mean, I know compassion may not be their strong suit, but if they would, you know, periodically, you know, ask their wives if there's something they'd like to talk about. And you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at what you'd hear. And you might feel attacked and beat up and all that other stuff. But I think that if men would every now, not even say what the subject is, not say, oh, you want to talk about menopause or anything like that, just... You know, make a habit. Is there anything on your mind? Is there anything you'd like to talk about? Well, she's going to say no. 
especially if she's not feeling well. But, you know, if you catch her in a happy mood or, um, you know, a gentler time, cooking dinner or on the way to mass or something like that, you know, just ask her if there's anything on her mind. And she'll say no. And, you know, anytime you like to talk, you know, I'm something gentle like that. And then, you know, she might just decide, oh, she's ready to talk about the kids or the car needs fixing or whatever. But, you know, I'm not really sure how to get into this question. Well, because, the way you know, I do. I can't, I can't get women. I can't get women to talk to me about it. And I'm in it. We're in it together. <laughs> I want to talk about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. what what I do is I try to get the guys to like open up and talk about their stuff to get the wife to talk, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then another thing too is, you know, like when they learn something like another, a good way to do is like, look, I want, I saw this YouTube video or I was talking to this guy or I was talking to this lady and, and we talked about menopause and, and I was learning all this stuff and I'm thinking, man, what is, are you going through that too? Like, what would you think about it? Oh man, she'll talk all day then. Oh yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's a good icebreaker. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know, and and then women, you know, and then if they another thing too, if they think that you're gonna um like yell back at them or or something like that, and they're used to shutting down, then it's a little harder, a lot harder to get them to talk. Um, but next question is, um, how can menopause cause marriage problems? Um, well, it depends on you know if your marriage is already on shaky ground. And you're losing your estrogen and your progesterone and things are changing around you. Um, that can that any any changes can make a marriage tough. And if your marriage isn't um, well grounded, to have a good foundation. Anything can rattle, you know, anything can shake it. You know, I have a friend whose mom um, years ago was going through the change. That's what they called it back then. And nobody could figure out what was wrong with her. And um, her husband wasn't a perfect man by any means, but they were married. And she kicked him out and won the kids out because the kid was acting up. The kid was a teenager and uh, it was a girl. And mothers and daughters kind of have a tension sometimes. And then the husband, like I said, he wasn't ever a perfect husband, but they were, they, they, you know, they managed to stay together for some years. And, you know, she just went off on everybody. She just... You know, somebody had crossed the line one too many times, and that was it. Everybody was gone, you know. Wow. So so that, that leads into the next question of, like, women making drastic decisions during this time. Yeah. Like, well, go. you know what I mean? Like, drastic decisions like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to leave my husband, you know, uh, I'm going to put the kids up for adoption. <laughs> You know, it's all about me. I've got a, is my happiness means everything, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, the thing is, um, you, you start, you know, when you start menopause, you're a mature woman. So you, you, you've had, you know, you've had set ways you've had, um, you know, maybe a career, you have your house, your husband, your kids, you know, your life is settled more or less, I should say. But sometimes if you're in a bad marriage, 
um, you'll put up with some things, right? You'll, you'll, but then after a while, you may decide, hmm, okay, if he continues to be this way or whatever, you know, I'm, you know, start plotting and planning to get out of the marriage. I don't think, I, I don't have many divorced friends. But I don't think any woman just wakes up one morning and decides she's divorcing her husband. No, they it's don't. A, it's a um, it's a plotting and planning thing that a man doesn't know about because he's focused on other stuff. And he looks at her. She's okay. She's the same as she was yesterday. But no, she's not the same as <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Because <laughs> that's exactly how we are, too. Well, she looks like she did yesterday. Everything must be okay. <laughs> <laughs> as you often say that's a rookie mistake exactly <laughs> no woman is the same as she was yesterday and <laughs> <No matter, she's laughs> <in> menopause <laughs> or pregnant or whatever we're not the same well we you know we go up and down we change we have um four sons and a daughter and i'm telling you all my sons are the same they're the same as they were when they were little they're the same my daughter not so much Nah. Lots of changes, lots of changes. And, I, and she takes a lot after her mother, lots of changes. You know, one day I'm into a butterfly garden, and the next thing I'm trying to grow these tomatoes, and the next thing I'm deep in my catechism and, you know, learning all this stuff about the faith. And, you know, it's just, I'm all over the place, as we say. So let's so, talk. Okay. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, how can, how does, how does being in menopause change the desire for intimacy? Cause that, cause that's the core of it. That's like the core of what's going on. Well, you're losing your sex hormones. And so the big drive, which is reproduction. I mean, you get these sex hormones so that you're um, reproducing. So once the reproduction shuts down, you know, your hormones, you know, so the desire to do what, helped you reproduce it just goes away this it just and you may not even you may not even realize i remember hearing a lady she was shacking up with her boyfriend and she was like she's putting him out the poor guy had no clue <laughs> we mm -hmm. all knew in the office what was happening but <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even tell him well she didn't know i mean you know she was in perimenopause right and and she was going on and on and on about, well, I don't feel the way about him that I used to. The feeling just isn't there. And I didn't know, you know, I, you know, but I, I did tell her because I don't know why people talk to me because <laughs> I tell them what's on my mind. I don't have a filter almost. Um, I told her that he still loved her. I don't know. I'm not. A, I don't believe in shacking up. And I think it's very bad. But anyway, harmful to children, harmful to women. Women suffer from shacking up. But anyway, I told her that because she didn't feel the same way, because I knew what that feel was. The feel was desire, the, the sexual desire. I told her I didn't think it was fair to him because he hadn't done anything. I didn't think it was fair to him that she was treating him that way because she didn't feel a certain way anymore. And so she just, you know, oh, Mary's crazy, you know. But the thing about feelings is they are not facts. Feelings are not facts, Dr. Lore. Feelings <laughs> are feelings. <laughs> and they're important, you know, but you really need to analyze and, you know, talk to somebody who is unbiased 
if you can, you know, because if you talk to your friends, they're all, you know, you don't feel like that about him no more. You need another man. You need something different. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. Well, and, and you don't need another man. You know, one man is plenty. (laughs) We sure are. We sure are plenty. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You don't need another (laughs) man. That is, of course, so correct, Mrs. Jacobs. <laughs> so, look, so I'm going to ask you this question. I didn't ask you this, one, but this is a kind of, because this made me think of it about the intimacy thing. So, what do you think about this this new trend going around? Um, and it kind of started in the SSPX in the Catholic world, kind of started over there about women. They can't have, they got this thing where I can't have, I can't reproduce anymore. So uh, I'm not going to have sex with my husband anymore. I don't have to have sex with you. It's not a mortal sin anymore. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, it kind of, well, it is a mortal sin too, because when you're married, I, you know, the, the wife has total rights over the husband's body and the husband has total rights over the wife's body. That's just how it is. And, you know, we, we are all called to carry our crosses and, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a suffering and sacrifice thing. And, you know, you just have to really get down in your faith and do what's good and loving for your husband. Now, the husband has to, you know, learn to adjust. And, you know, you can't do things the way you used to because <laughs> that stuff hurts. <laughs> I know. I tried, man. It don't work. I mean, you don't like jump around in the legs in the legerets no more. It ain't cool, man. I don't like that. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, no more spinning around. <laughs> That's all. <over. laughs> you know, <laughs> no more Superman and Lois Lane. Oh. Dang, man. That's messed up. <laughs> so the husband really has to be gentle. Let his wife know, you know, we, we, we're going to be gentle, you know, mm-hmm. take it easy, you know, because your wife is precious to you and you don't want to hurt her. And mm-hmm. the wife has to be more understanding of what her husband's needs are because his needs, trust me, ladies, have not changed. <laughs> 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 hey, that's because that's, that's how Christian soldier rolls, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, you know what I think it is? I'll go ahead. Well, we just have to come together, you know. I mean, a lot of people, I don't know what a lot of people do, so I shouldn't say that. But you don't really talk about sex. You just kind of do it. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, you just have to be open and aware of what's happening and try and come to a compromise of how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think what I, the conclusion is, well, I know this is a fact. The reason women are doing that, like, like, well, I can't have babies no more, so I'm not I'm not gonna have sex with my husband and stuff like that. It's because they don't understand what marriage is for. Well, they also, don't understand their faith. They don't. Well, also, also too, 
if your sex life has been a chore, you know, it's one of those things I got to check out. You know, I got to do the laundry. I got to cook the dinner. Oh, it's Wednesday. Got to have sex. Man, guys, when I start telling my, my guys that, they could not believe it. Like, your wife, dude, this is why you got to prepare her to make love. You can't just come home and say, let's go in the bedroom, blah, blah, blah. You can't do that because if you do, she's going to be laying there going, well, I got to cook dinner. Uh, I got to go work. I got to get ready for work tomorrow. Uh, I got to look at, I got to uh, make sure the kids are doing okay, help with their homework. Uh, I got to do the bills. You know, <laughs> She's sitting there thinking about everything. But making love to you. This is why you can't just run home. <laughs> and hey, I'm telling y'all, it took a long time for a brother to learn that one. <laughs> you gotta know it's not personal. You have to prepare. You have to prepare your wife for your love. You have to. So, but so let's go over what marriage is for real quick. So Marriage is for this. Number one, marriage is for procreation. God has given you the God part of his God-like ability and gift to procreate and have babies. So you should be proud of that. Why does God do that? Because his ultimate plan is to what? Have as many souls back to him in heaven. Okay. Uh -huh. Number two, the reason for, mar for, uh, for the marriage is the formation and education of the children. So what does that mean? That doesn't mean learn how to be a lawyer. It doesn't learn how to be an astronaut or a brain surgeon. That means education and formation in the faith, in the Catholic faith, the, the, the Christian faith. That's what that means. Okay. Why? Because if you don't teach your kids about God and what that means and educate them in, they will be stupid. They won't understand how to make decisions. They'll go out here in the world and fall for anything. They need the wisdom of God so they know how to think logically and to combat the world. Okay. Number three, and far, far down the line, the reason for marriage is number three is for the union of the spouses. That's way far, far down the line, though. The reason why is because, is because, um, because, God wants us to, because we are supposed to set the example for marriage. We are supposed to, as married couples, we're supposed to represent Christ, the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, um, yeah, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph in the Holy Family. And so if we're going around getting divorced and getting annulments and not doing what we're supposed to do, we're not holding hands, we don't take walks together, we don't make love, we don't kiss each other, we don't uh, kiss each other in front of our kids, and our kids don't see what kind of great couple we are, and they, they're not going to want to be like us. They're not going to want to be like this, others. And so if you're not making love, ladies, to your husband, he's going to get resentful. You're going to get resentful. The emotional connection is going to go away. And then guess what? You're going to want to leave and divorce is going to happen. And then all your kids, all your friends, all your church members are going to look at you too and go, they're miserable. And that is not what God would have for you. That right there is the reason for marriage. And if pe most people knew that, they would understand that sex is just not sex. It's never just sex. Okay, that's why we talk about it. What do you think, babe? <laughs> Don't get I... me started. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're right. Um, but you know, the the um the thing about the thing about sex, the marital embrace is is the bonding. You know, it helps the bond. It helps the marital bond. That's right. And and that's why it's, I say it's the second most important thing in marriage. 
God in prayer is number one. Sex is number two. Because you need the emotional connection. Ladies, that's why you want to leave your husband. Because, well, he's probably a bad lover. But that ain't all his fault. <laughs> that ain't all his fault in his defense. <laughs> it's not. It's not all our fault. Look, nobody teaches us about sex, man. They just go, oh, you're, you know what, your, your, all, everybody, oh, you'll figure it out. No, you don't figure it out. <laughs> you just kind of go, <laughs> you just kind of go along, you know. Hey, you know, you got ten kids. Okay, I guess I was doing something right. <laughs> Well, but the thing know. about it is the wife, the wife has to enjoy it too. That's why we have to learn how to be world-class lovers for God and our wife, because so that our wife enjoys the marital embrace too. And then she's not going, well, I don't want, I don't want, I got a headache. I got to go work. I'm tired. <laughs> you know, your, your, your father, your father years ago said to me one day, um, well, Mary, what if you have a headache? I said, well, it's not my head he wants. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he probably had no comeback for that one. <laughs> he laughed. He yep. laughed. <laughs> so real quick, we talked a little bit. So let's talk more about can menopause cause depression? Yeah. How is that so? I don't know. It just does. I mean, you lose you you lose your happy hormones. I mean, that'll make anybody depressed, you know. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're not connected and know that that's what's going on. Um, you know, because the act of the marital embrace, believe it or not, you may not realize it, ladies, but even if you do not. Um, Climax, you you do get some um, antidepressant benefits from that act. You just do. And if you are losing your sexy hormones and you're not participating in the marital embrace, you're just doubling up on being miserable. So I'm going to back that up with men. So Here's the thing. Men, it's the same thing. It just happens different in women. So depression believe, depression is caused, first off, by your diet. If you have a crappy diet, that causes a lot of depression. Like if you're eating a lot of sugars, carbohydrates, uh, over-the-counter processed foods, processed foods over-the-counter medications, uh, medication, uh, prescribed medications, that can cause depression and cause your body to start to break down. Well, not can, it will. Uh, it causes mental issues, too, while we're talking about it. Your diet. Your diet's everything. But hormones in men and women, she's right. So women, like she just said, depression is caused through one of the things is when women lose their hormones. In men, our sex horm- our hormones are contained in our semen. So this is why when you hear me say, fellas, that if you are losing control too much when you're making, you know, then what's happening is you're losing your, your hormones, which takes your sex drive, which causes depression. Okay. Because 
energy is energy, like, you know, electricity in our body is really energy, right? And so that makes us feel happy and makes us feel alive. It makes us feel vigorous. Well, when we lose our hormones, just like she said with women, we start losing our hormones. It causes a depression state because we don't have the amount of energy that we have. That's why we take stimulants like coffee and tea and energy drinks and stuff like that. So now, real quick, we got six minutes left. Let's talk about some solutions. So one of the solutions for women is I want you to talk about the solutions that you know about, and then we'll talk about my solutions. So one of the solutions is hormonal replacement therapy and other things. So can you talk about that stuff real quick? Some solutions to helping the symptoms better in menopause or things that can bring hormones back for women and to get their sex drive back and stuff like that. Okay. Well, everything's personalized. So, you know, each right. girl is different. Yep. Um, I was on hormone replacement therapy for a year and it helped a lot with the hot flashes. It did a lot from the mood, which then made the, um, you know, which made the marital embrace better. I was more ready for it. Now my drive never really came back. <laughs> it just increased somewhat, you know, that I noticed. Well, the turn of the um, turn of the new year, my insurance changed, and I wasn't able to get the same um, hormone replacement therapy. So I needed to get in touch with my insurance company and go through all this business. And I thought, you know what? Forget it. Forget it. I have a I have a sweet husband, and I can you know I can offer my hot flashes up, which I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, you know, I've started reading um, books on menopause and how to relieve symptoms. And the big thing is, I mean, it's just to limit carbohydrates, limit sugars, limit junk. You know, you don't feel good on the junk anyway. But it's and you don't know that you don't feel good on the junk until you stop eating the junk, um, eating real whole foods, um, staying away from grains and, and staying away from pastas. I am not perfect in that for sure, but um, I do I do my best most of the time. I work at a restaurant, and sometimes the temptation of the bread that's around <laughs> is a little tough to resist. But I have been um, eating whole foods long enough that I can tell the difference in my mood when I when I do um, eat carbs. So um, that you about to say something. Well, I thought you were almost done with that part. I was going to ask a question because people say HR people say that their their hormonal replacement therapy can cause cancer. Well, that's a um, that's a there's a risk, but the risk is very low. Like one percent. It's down there. It's down there. I'm not exactly sure, but when I was contemplating using hormone replacement therapy, because by the time I decided to use hormone replacement therapy, I had been in this for four to five years and the doctor wasn't even sure it was going to work because I didn't start soon enough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and that probably was part of the reason. Well, anyway, so you just have to, I mean, so I considered it and I went for it and I did it. And then, you know, once I couldn't, once, once my medication went from $25 a month to $463 a month. <laughs> hey y'all, Jerry ain't got it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really need this drug. 
What I've heard is that hormonal replacement therapy for women and men, it causes a lot of problems, but for women, it is, it's a myth that it causes cancer. So just to put it out there, um, do your, do you, uh, the studies that I heard the lady was saying in the menopausal lady, she said that it, it's a myth, but like I always say, Go and do your own research and make your own mind. Is it important to oh, yeah. you? Yeah. No. Yeah. Because when they first started uh, hormone replacement therapy, they weren't giving too many hormones. They were giving it too much. The The estrogen levels and progesterone levels were too high. But the pharmaceutical companies have managed to bring things down, you know. But the, the thing about menopause, uh, too, is you have an increase of cardiovascular disease. You're, 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 you uh, do experience a... Uh, Women do experience more heart attacks. Oh, when menopause? Yeah. Oh, man. Boy, y'all got issues. Man, you know what, though? I always say my whole life, something always wrong with women, man. Something always hurting. Oh. Something always don't feel right. Always got, sick. <laughs> we got to live with you guys. <laughs> so, so... Okay, so let me go. I got well. Now I'm almost out of time, but I'm gonna because I, I promised. I was, so what I'm gonna do is gives other more natural ways of fixing helping with menopausal women. Okay, the first thing is you got to understand that you're right. Sex is not on your wife's mind per se. So the first thing you got to understand is you got to put love on her mind. So remember that song. Let me put love on your mind. You got to take it to heart, fellas. You got to take it to heart. So what that means is intimacy outside the bedroom. You got to hug her and kiss her, have conversations. You got to walk, take walks. You got to sit next to her. You got to hold her hand. You got to do all these things to, to get her sex on her mind. But that is not going to bring back the desire. But that will let her know that you love her and you care about her and then that will implore her to say, okay, I guess I'll give him some tonight. Okay, so that's how it works, y'all. Well, hot tubs and bubble baths work too. Yeah, don't get it twisted. (laughs) But the good thing is this. Once your wife gets into the actual act of making love in the bedroom, then all her desire comes back. It's not like, it. I mean, it's not like, okay, things are still, it's not 100%. But it's almost like normal. Like you as a man can arouse her her drive or again her sexual drive again. But see, as with always, you gotta do the work to get her in there. <laughs> so that's the great thing about this is that yes, outside the bedroom, your wife is not thinking about sex, but you can help with that, right? I just told you that part. The second part is once you do get inside the bedroom. The desire does come, her desire for you to make love, all that stuff comes back. Now, look, this is the part y'all don't know that you're probably gonna not going to like me for. The other thing is you have to learn to prolong the sex act so that your wife has a good time. So what is a good time for a woman? It's one word, orgasms, okay? That's what that means. That's what a good time for a woman is. So you have to prolong the sex act so that your wife will uh, like, okay, the last time 
was good, so this time will be good too. You guys, you have to understand how this how the system works. It is a system. <laughs> and if you don't use the system, you're gonna think that your wife doesn't care, that she doesn't want to have sex with you, that she doesn't want to um, you know, be near you. Oh, that's not true. That's not true at all. It's just that you gotta understand, and and this is and, and listen. This is the same, and really the same principle holds true for your a wife that still can have children. It's the same. It's the same system. It's just that you, with menopausal women, you have to work a little harder to get them, well, a lot harder, to get them to, to enjoy, to get into the bedroom, to want to make love, to put it on their mind. So they go, oh, okay, yeah, I do kind of want to be near my husband and blah, blah, blah. But once you get in there, the pudding's in the proof. You've got to be a great lover. The poos in the pudding. <laughs> you and you got to be a great lover. And so I hate to say it, but you have to be taught how to do that. Because most men in the world do not know that. Because why? Seventy-five percent of men are premature ejaculators, and ninety percent of women never have a fulfilling um, climax when they make love. Ninety percent. So this lets you know what the deal is. Okay. So with that being said, Bae, I am so glad, so, so glad. If you guys have any questions or comments or calls, you can call. You can um, always put a, a comment in the thing. Oh, man. Darn. I, uh-oh, Clint asked a question. I didn't see it. I almost didn't see it. So it says, um, my wife had breast cancer, and they say she can't get hormone replacement as it has a high risk of bringing back the cancer. Yeah, I, I could see that. Because, you know, it's like, you know, once you have cancer, you know how it is. It's easier to come back and stuff like that. Great, great, great comment, Clint. I like that. But see, as always, Jerry has the answer. He can help you. I just told you what the answer was, dog. You don't need no hormones, baby. You don't need no hormonal treatment. You just got to be a great lover. That's what it's about. Trump, Trump card, Trump card. <laughs> so, so that being said, um, um, if you have any questions, you, you can email me at radicalquestions at catholicalpha.com. That's radicalquestions at catholicalpha.com. Um, or you can always put a comment in here like Mr. Clint did. Um, or as usual, what I really want you guys to do is call. Uh, we didn't have any calls today. Well, me and Mary did a lot of talking too, so I understand. But, babe, I want to thank you so much for coming on. That was fun, and I knew you was gonna help the fellas. The fellas probably really like you now. They gonna really, they gonna really mess with me now. <laughs> but I'm very glad that you came on. You were very informative and very helpful. Um, and this makes me want to start. This is this was kind of the catalyst to my to me starting interviewing again because I know everybody gets tired of me talking every day. So <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. I had a good time. Okay. All right, babe. Thank you. Adios. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally.
for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, so um, I want to clear up something real quick, just to be clear, because I I think I I didn't go far enough. So with the with the way to prolong the 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 the, the sex act. So when I say prolong the sex act, your wife needs f- uh f- no five minutes. 10 minutes, 20 minutes is not enough. So as a man, you have to learn how to prolong the sex act, the marital embrace for at least an hour to two hours, three hours, four hours, depending on how much pain and inhibitions that your wife has and trauma that your wife has been uh, over through the years. Um, but that the main thing is you, you've got to get learn how to get to at least an hour. Because why? Because women... Their body isn't even ready, especially menopausal women. Um, their body isn't even ready for 20 minutes. So when you're in the when you're in the bedroom and you're making love, and you're actually in the middle of the act, if you stop in five, if you lose your control as a man in five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 or 20 minutes, your wife hasn't even her body. She's not even warmed up yet. She's not even ready yet. So this is why it's important that you understand as a man, one of the ways to become a great lover is to understand how to prolong the sex session. Now, at first, your wife is going to fight it because she thinks this is where, you know, she thinks that, well, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm OK, you know, but as a man, you've got to understand she's not OK. And so you have to kind of push past that. But usually women, once they understand that they're going to have a that 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 the the mental embrace is going to be beneficial for them. They're going to have a good time. They're going to love you more. You're going to love her more. You're going to be near God more and be in bliss more. She will help you to prolong the session. Okay, so I want to make sure that I really explain that. When I say prolong the sex session, I don't mean ten minutes. <laughs> Jerry, you because Jerry said. If I can, you know, five minutes is, is really good. No, five minutes ain't good, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and the more your wife, you and your wife connect and more blissful that your wife is, the more even a woman in menopause, the more she will want to make love to you. The more the emotional connection will happen. This is why sex is the most second most important thing in your marriage. If you're not having sex at the minimum once a week with your wife, eventually you will have an excuse of not to have sex at all and then entering us to a sexist marriage. And then guess what? It's over. Without sex, people always say, oh, well, we can still be married, not have sex. That's Huey. 
That's crazy. That's complete ignorance. Yeah, you're gonna be you, you're not you're gonna be married, but are you gonna be happy? Are you gonna have a are you gonna be have a great, a passionate, loving, emotional, and and connected marriage? Are you gonna really you you gonna, you gonna love each other more and more and more every year? Of course you aren't. You're just gonna be surviving, you know. And that's not what God wants for our marriages. Okay, so this is why we have to educate ourselves. Okay, so that being said, we are done for the day. Thank you all so much for showing up. Man, you guys are good. Y'all need to start calling, though, because this is a calling show. <laughs> but I get you to get a call every day, so I'm not complaining. But I, I want as many calls as I can get. Eventually, I want the show to run completely on calls where I don't. I talk for like five minutes, but all the rest of the show is got people calling in, men, women. I don't even care um, um, because this is. I created this show. Me and my wife want to have help people, and the way you help people is you talk to them. So the the more five days a week, if I could talk to as many people as I can, if I get three, four, five calls a show. Hey, that's that's pretty good. I'll I'll be here two hours if I got people that'll call. I will. The only reason I end the show at an hour, hour and 10, 15 minutes is because, well, you know, I, I don't want to talk for two hours. I really don't. But I do like doing content and 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 helping you men improve your marriages and ladies too. Um, so anyway, that being said, as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict the Sixteenth which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.